0: Talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great to have you with us on the show today. Patrick Chambers on the show tomorrow. Carolyn Keeger on the show on Friday. The new women's basketball coach at Penn State. All right, so let's see if I can find this. Uh, I hope it's still here. But you get, we get emails, obviously, along the way. Oh, yeah. And I think I missed a couple, or Facebook posts. I think I missed a couple. A yeah,
0: we had late. some... Uh, I, I, yeah, we were checking our Facebook messages. Yeah, post show yesterday. Correct.
1: Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I got one from Jim who ripped me about wrestling. Because I made the statement that the semifinals were... <laughs> didn't grow the game. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. You know, and... Made some statement about. I think i find fine, this on thing here. About, I, I'm i showing my prejudice about the sport. And here we go couldn't be any more wrong here we go you got you got it you yeah. can
0: read it yep this is from jim wetzel and by the way uh, like us on facebook and drop us a line anytime uh jim said <laughs> <laughs> jim, jim didn't like me on facebook i can tell you that jim took advantage of that uh, jim says <laughs> jim says i think your personal bias against wrestling is getting in the way of your criticism to people who know and appreciate wrestling and the circling and tie up all have a purpose i could say the same thing about hockey 3 on 2, 2 on 1, skate to one end, shoot and miss, then skate to the other end, shoot and miss. Now, I know there's much more than that, but what I see, but that's what I see because I don't like to watch hockey, but I do mm-hmm. appreciate the skill it takes to play it. The same goes for me in basketball, but I know how difficult it is to play at the top levels.
1: And he's he's you know, he's right about that, but the where he's dead wrong is, that's not what I was talking about. Uh who, who has said more glowing things on the radio about Penn State wrestling than I have and about Kale and wrestlers and so forth over the years? I mean, we talk more about it than anybody else. What other show does this? All right? I'm talking about big picture and growing the game and growing the sport. The diehard, like Jim, is going to appreciate the tie-ups and the underhooks. Okay? But guess what? That doesn't grow the sport. How many times have you heard me talk about basketball? Let's see flopping, clutch and grab that don't help grow the sport uh how How often have you heard me talk about the lack of balance in the big twelve? It's so tainted toward toward offense? But in such a ways where there's no balance. I saw a that headline,
0: does, I saw a headline this morning that the the Big Twelve is now one step one step closer to their very own network. I kind of got a laugh out of yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Right. I've talked about the center ice trap with hockey. I've talked about shifts in baseball and the lag. How many? How often have I talked about the ball only being in play
0: eight minutes? And you even brought you have you, you haven't even brought up replay yet. haven't even brought up replay yet, okay? <laughs> and the reason I bring
1: up all of these things about all the various sports has nothing to do with being prejudicial about sports. The issue is is that you get so locked in sometimes to your sport you can't see the forest from the trees. It's my job here to sit there and say, hey, look, how do you grow this thing? Okay, Jim, unfortunately, your sophistication about the sport is not shared and does not grow the sport. The diehard is always going to be there. Jim, you're a diehard. You'll always be there. Okay, You've got to be able to have the ability to separate that and say, okay, Hey, How often have I talked in the last month about what Bo Nickel has meant to the sport of wrestling? Because he opens it up. He's exciting. He's dynamic. He's daring. Guess what? Jim, as a fan, you love that. All right? And you appreciate it. You also appreciate the sophistication of tie-ups and so forth. But how do I get these people over here that are, like, on the periphery and get them to the TV set to watch? Ask yourself, as much as you love the sport, watching them go around in a circle, as sophisticated as it may be, and the purpose of it behind it and the skill, okay, does not draw eyeballs to that TV set. Hockey ratings fell... When the center ice trap reduced games into one nothing, two nothing, or two one games, baseball right now, in my opinion, is not being helped by shifts. And I don't know how to solve that. By the way, I mean, do you outlaw it? I don't know. I'm really not quite. I'm still on the fence about opinion about that. But the ball's only in play eight minutes. Hey, there's a lack of action. Now, I'm a baseball guy. So, yeah, there's a level of sophistication about where people are positioned, you know, the the pitching sequence, the so forth, the ability to use the bat, go to the opposite field, things. But the ball is in play only eight minutes. How do I get an 18 to 34 year old excited about that? There are stories right now. This is what Jim needs to understand. Hey, And I think Jim's smart enough to understand it, but he needs to understand. Guess what's more popular right now? Esports. With 18- to 34-year-olds watching esports. Really? So you get to sit down on the couch, watch somebody else sit down on the couch, and play a video game. I've got the research right here that tells me it. Participation levels are down in almost every sport. I've talked about that repeatedly on the show. I love sports. Okay? I want wrestling to grow. That's why I think it's exciting they're going to try this deal in Minneapolis next year. I'm going to be interested to see what they do. You put the mat in the middle, you put it in the end zone. But I'm excited, but they're, they're going to, next year, draw a record crowd. Exciting. But you don't have enough Kale Sanderson's out there who believe that you need to be exciting. Go for it. Take your shot. Okay? Lay it out there in the line. You have too many coaches out there that coach you defensively. Guess what? As I said about the Virginia-Texas Tech game. Again, Jim, remember, I'm talking about all sports here all the time saying, look, you need to do this to grow the game. You need to do that to grow. I've talked about baseball, growing baseball. How do you grow it? How do you grow basketball? How do you grow wrestling? That's what I'm doing here, Jim. we got to throw some ideas out there. Personal prejudice? You couldn't be more wrong. Okay? Who else talks about this stuff? If it rubs you the wrong way, I'm sorry, but you flat out don't get what I'm talking about. I'm talking about growing the sport. How do you do it? Remember, the sport was on the verge of being eliminated from the Olympics. That's why I've talked more about it in the last couple of years. Which, how do you grow it? You're not going to get Clemson involved. They aren't, going to, they aren't going to pick up the sport. Alabama won't. Power five schools will not pick up wrestling. We're done. And they're, outside of the Big Ten, there are only 14 other Power 5 schools that have wrestling. But how do you grow it in such a way where it's exciting? Bo Nickel, I think Jason Nolfe, also to a point, Nickel's just so flamboyant, grew the sport. David Taylor grew the sport because it was exciting. Dynamic. We talk about defense winning championships, I get it. When it's your team in any sport, if you're a New England Patriots fan, you love this past Super Bowl. But as a general fan, did you enjoy the Super Bowl, or did you find it a bit boring watching a defensive matchup? Virginia and Texas Tech won their way to the championship game. Did you find Virginia-style, pack-line defense... Texas Tech's defensive style? Did you find that dynamic and exciting? If you're a Texas Tech and Virginia fan, you do, because that's part of your formula for winning. But what about the what about the other fans? Not fans of either team. And you're watching a national championship game that four minutes in, five minutes in is six six. Excuse me, I'm talking was what was it, twelve minutes in? Twelve minutes in was six six.
0: Really? Yeah, the under 16 wasn't like 4-3. Right, yeah, (laughs) 4-3. I'm just thankful both teams broke Uh, uh, (laughs) sixty.
1: If you're a fan of it, okay, you're fine with it. You're a fan of Virginia. You're a fan of Texas Tech. You're great with it. But how do you grow sports? You've got to make it more exciting to watch. The sophistication part, the fan that's really into it, loves all that stuff. I'm a baseball fan. I love 2-1 games. I love 10-9 games. I'm a fan. But what gets somebody to the table to watch it? you got to, you know, the Super Bowl, if you're not a Patriots fan, was a boring exercise to watch this year. Right? How many times have you heard Dick and me on the, on the basketball podcast say, hmm, some bad hoops out there tonight? <sniffs> Happens. You just have to be honest about it. That's the problem. I don't think enough people are honest about where things are. You know, sophistication is one thing because you're a fan of it. I'm trying to get more fans involved. That's what I'm talking about, Jim. It's nothing to do with prejudice. I'm and, and also the realism. I'm talking about if you pay athletes, guess what? Wrestling is in trouble. Then they're gonna pay wrestlers. You're gonna have athletic departments saying, uh, we can't do this. We need to cut back on something. Well, what's going to go? The one that doesn't have the Title IX components. the a scary time. Dick and Milton. Hello, Dick.
2: Hey, Steve. I don't have a second. I'm going over to watch a Bucknell girls softball game, but I wanted to tell you something. I've known Jim Wetzel for my entire life. The guy's coached forever for you know two different Terrific sports. What guy. you should do. But no, let me finish. Let me finish. I don't have a second. What you should do is have. Sean, contact him and have him on as a guest. The guy understands his stuff inside and out. That's all I'm telling you. Oh. I mean, you have your opinion, he has his. I'm telling you, the guy has coached forever wrestling oh, but again, and football.
1: But again, my my point, Dig, is I'm looking at the big picture. Okay?
2: I'm not minimizing it. I'm just telling you that, I mean, you're not going to increase the viewership in wrestling. I don't care what you do on television. It's not going to happen.
1: I think. I think. Right if you now. Have, now, first of all, I think you,
2: first of all, I told you this: the NCAA is their own worst enemy when it comes to, to doing wrestling because of the way they, the way they have to pay to watch everything. They're doing playing in high school. You've got to pay to watch high school state championships. But my my only point is, you can't take a wrestling match that has ten matches that are seven minutes. Some of them are going to be a lot less than that, and spread it over a three hour period. You lo- You lost your fans right off the bat. Well, uh,
1: I agree with you. You're right. You're you're right about that. TV is does a lot of that. I mean, you
2: don't. Well, it's, yeah. it's worthless on television. I mean, I was there. I know how long it took. My po- that wasn't. That's not my point about it. You're going to lose a lot of people. With, but, but I just saw this yesterday. If you're going to expect people to watch the Olympics and watch breakdancing, they're crap. That's they're they're full of crap. That's all I'm going to tell you. Maybe I shouldn't even say that on it's, the
1: air. Uh, t- t- <laughs> I totally agree with you on that, Dick. But here's my point about the the wrestling part. You have too many coaches that don't have Kale Sanderson's philosophy.
2: Well, you're never going to have anybody like that. You're not going to have to have it. You're not going to convince everybody that that's the way they have to coach wrestling. It's not going to happen. And the other thing is, when they're wrestling Penn State, they're going to wrestle very defensively because the guys go out there and wrestle flat-ass out, and they get get pinned in a hurry. They give up too many points in a hurry. So they're going to wrestle defensively. That's the way teams wrestle Penn State this year. And more people, more and more are gonna right. think people are going to do that. That wasn't my purpose of my call. My which, my point which, which is, by is, the is, way, is, is you have lots of lots of guests on there, your repeated guests. You should get the Jim Wetzel's on there. The guys, the local guys, and these guys understand this stuff too. That's my only point. The
1: well, guy is I think really it's, knowledgeable. it's it's nice. It's I'm glad he's knowledgeable, but it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit what's going on with the sport. Okay, well, what's going on with yeah, the that's, sport that's is my if, only if, point. if you, my only, my only point if was you want to grow it,
2: let's talk about sports in general then. That's yeah, but, high school you know, sports, college I, sports. I, I,
1: uh, number one, I'm very comfortable with the guests we have, but I don't mind expanding it a bit. Uh, number two is that when it comes to the sport, the diehard is going to love all of it, and you're right about wrestling defensively. As I pointed out, again, the fairness of the point is, how many other sports have I brought into the conversation just in the opening oh, ten like, minutes here?
2: I'm, I didn't call to okay? criticize you on that. I so, know you bring stuff so up. In that words, wasn't, so, in that other wasn't words,
1: I brought up Tony Bennett. Well, Virginia plays, for the most part, a boring style of basketball, and so does Texas Tech. But that's how they need to win, and I completely understand that brands, that's how they feel they need to win. Smith, that's how they feel they need to win. I get that part. But does it grow what's going on out there? I mean, basketball is going to go through the same thing. With certain certain teams are dynamic, like Duke and Kentucky, and other teams aren't. Each coach has to pick the style they feel that wins for their people. That I respect, but I'm but I'm just saying that's something that in wrestling, the sophistication part does it grow the number. And you're right about what TV does. TV is a crusher. In terms of just of taking the flow away from everything out there, it must be excruciating to be a fan and have to sit there and wait and wait and wait until TV's ready to come back.
2: But that's the way in a lot of sports anymore. And the other thing is, yeah. I, have, I got to get going. To, I'm calling you on a <laughs> cell phone, and to me, this the thing I'm calling this this little device I'm calling you is also one of the downfalls of athletics. it's, a, school, flip hey,
1: it. honest, it's a flip phone. Hey, be honest.
2: It's a phone. As long as somebody phone. has a phone in their hand, they're not doing what they should be doing. With that you and, you, and
1: you are so right about that, Dick. But we have to point out, Dick has a flip phone.
2: <laughs> hey, I got you. Anyhow, that's my point today. <laughs> Good night. Hey, hey enjoy
1: the softball today. Enjoy it. Bye-bye. Right. I just want more people watching, that's all. I just feel like the Bo Nichols of the world and the David Taylors of the world Grow the popularity of the sport because they're dynamic.
0: And we got more flip phone fans than any other radio show. I'm pretty confident of that.
1: We are growing flip phones. You betcha. Based on this show. What a comeback. Yeah. We are growing flip phones because of this show. But all I want, I just want more people watching and enjoying it. I mean, that's what I want. That's why you hope that a David Taylor or, or a Bo Nickel, I mean, Jason Nolf to a point. I mean, Zane Rutherford has to wrestle a certain way for Zane Rutherford to win. Mark Hall has to wrestle a certain way for Mark Hall to win. I, I got that. Just like I said, Tony Bennett's style wins for Virginia. That's his job. I mean, that's his job. right? So you're, you're doing your job because you have to do what's best for your kids, your program. It's just you felt like in watching that semifinal, like felt like I, I watched 20 guys, and of the 20 guys – 16 were wrestling not to lose I remember one time doing a women's soccer match on TV on BTN and Penn State was playing Michigan and Penn State had a really 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 good team this ended up being their 14th straight Big Ten championship they won it that day they won it in double overtime well Michigan's hanging in and hanging in you know what they're doing as soon as they got possession they cleared it as soon as they got possession they cleared it they played almost the entire second half and both overtimes not to lose and i pointed it out in the broadcast because it was honest and was that appealing to watch no that wasn't appealing to watch. You had one team that was trying to go for it, go for it, go for it, and the other team like, yeah, hey, we'll clear it. It was just clear it. It happens in every sport, and so I know Jim can get upset with me, but that's not my, my point. Jim is not to take down wrestling. My point is like, how do you grow it? How do you get more people? How do you get more eyeballs than just six hundred thousand people to watch it on TV on the final on TV? How do you do that? How do you get that six hundred thousand to be a million? How? That's what I'm trying to talk about. How do you get the six hundred thousand eyeballs to the TV set to become a million? Sounds to me like I'm like I'm trying to talk a lot about growing the sport. Doesn't sound to me like I'm prejudicial against it. Not in the least. I'm trying to discuss solutions. That's a big difference. And I realize you have to, like in any sport, play the sport. I'm a great defensive and pitching baseball team, so i got to play that way. That's how I need to win. I got it. And if it's your team, it's working, you love it. If you're a Virginia fan, you love how they play. If you're a Texas Tech fan, you love how they play. If you're a Patriots fan, you love that Super Bowl. If you're an average fan, you're looking out there going, this Super Bowl doesn't have any juice to it. Meanwhile, the Patriot fans didn't go, this is the greatest Super Bowl ever made, or it's the best defense we've played all year. Because it's your team. But did it grow the NFL? Did it make people bigger NFL fans by watching that game that didn't have a dog in the hunt? Does having a baseball shift on, where it's either a strikeout, a walk or a home run is that growing baseball is flopping on a drive to the bucket and faking out an official or grabbing a jersey as a guy tries to make a turn is that growing basketball See, I talk about all of these things Jim all of these things in various sports it's because I I want to grow sports. Grow sports are great for kids, great for young people, fun for us adults to watch. Okay, how do we get more people there? How do we get more people to watch? And Jim, and Dick is exactly right when it comes to the TV component. TV is it's great because you have the ability to watch it, but they just dominate so much when it comes to. We're going to take a break now, not take a break. Oh, the break's going to be this long, that long. If you go to an NCAA tournament basketball game, right, as opposed to you talk about the breaks at wrestling, oh, the breaks in basketball are exponentially longer. Why? Because CBS and TBS, TNT and True TV paid so much money to the NCAA, they got to get it back. they pay, you know, they got to get it back. Well, that's why the TV timeout is you sit there for minutes before they come back on the floor, and there are four of them every half. In fact, five, including the, the first coach call. Long timeouts. Does that grow the game? It's great that they're on TV, but if you're sitting there in the arena, it takes forever. Remember doing the Orange Bowl. Every break took forever in the Orange Bowl. The game went three overtimes. Took forever. That doesn't get people to go to the stadium. Ah, oh well. I'm talking about growing sports. I'm not talking about, exi- you can't, sports cannot exist on a big scale unless you get the casual fan involved. You cannot just exist on the diehards. You just, you can't. All right? If you're existing just on the diehards, It'll start actually to fade away as time goes. And I don't want to see that. Come back with more in a moment. Pot of the hour here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200 mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you the other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunray Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunray, and at sunraymotors.com, selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.
0: Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 and Hummel's Wharf. Let's go to Augusta National, covering his 30th Masters. From GlobalGolf.com and Golf Channel contributor Ron Syrak. Ron, welcome. Always great respect for your work. Thanks so much for being with us.
3: Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure and uh, always a thrill to be at Augusta
1: National. I bet it is. Uh, In your 30 years, there's a certain personality to this course. They've made, obviously, changes along the way, especially lengthening the course in any way has that changed the personality of the course that you first saw 30 years ago
3: not really it's it's one of the great things about this golf course well two things it, and one is it's the only men's major championship played on the same course every year so all the fans have a great understanding of, of what this course is all about and secondly the back nine is just absolutely brilliant you could be four strokes down going to the back nine and still be in the golf tournament and Part of the genius of Augusta is you can shoot 64 on this golf course. Uh, they've made it a little bit harder to go that low. You used to be able to shoot 30 on the back nine. Now it's more like 32. But but the genius of, the, of this golf course is if you're hitting great shots, you'll be rewarded and you can score. But you don't have to be off by much. If you're missing your targets by a yard or two, then all of a sudden the 64 becomes a 74. It, it's just a brilliant course. And the excitement of that back nine, uh, two par fives that are, that are eagle holes, but could also yep. make seven there, it's just a brilliant back nine.
1: And uh, two of the greatest par threes you'd ever want to be around. Yep. 12 is incredible, and uh, and then 16 with the undulation of that green and pin placements is incredible.
3: Yep, it, exactly. Uh, you know, 12 is is a great example. Well, both of those are great examples that the best par threes in all the golf are short par threes. Those, yes. those are holes where you have a scoring club in your hand, you know, seven, eight iron, you know, a scoring club in your hand, and and you're trying to make a decision. How aggressive can I be here? Should I try to go for that pin and uh, and make birdie or not? And and the fact that um, there are, you know, you take twelve, you take sixteen, you take thirteen, and you take fifteen. Right there, you've got four really, really good risk-reward holes on the back nine where you can make up a lot of strokes or you can give back a lot of strokes.
1: Ron, how deceptive is it for the TV viewer when it comes to understanding the the peaks and valleys of this golf course, the undulation of the golf course?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, high-def TV has done a lot to, to enhance the experience, but but TV will never, ever do justice to what this golf course uh, really looks like and feels like. If you go from number 10 tee to number 12 green, that's probably a 200-foot change in elevation. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a very steeply contoured uh, course that that's not easy to walk. Uh, the greens are um, uh, um, just so devilish. Uh, one of my favorite quotes ever uh, – Nick Faldo said that the genius of Augusta National is that it has really wide fairways, really big greens, so it seduces you into thinking that it's a generous course. But he said there's only a third of the fairway that you want to be on. There's only a quarter of the green that you want to be on. You know, So you have to find that route and follow that route.
1: Uh, Is it still, in your opinion, a uh, a great second shot golf course where the second shot means so much?
3: Yeah, it is because, uh, you know, it's one of those golf courses where um, you're better off having a 40-foot uphill putt than a 12-foot downhill putt. So it, it is all about where you leave the ball on the greens. And, and uh, usually somebody who wins a Masters is somebody who has a great lag putting week. And, and you do your best lag putting uh, when you're not leaving yourself any scary ones, you know, those uh, downhillers, you, you just wrap way long. So uh, being in the fairway and then placing the ball in the proper spot on the green, with your second shot is absolutely crucial
1: all right now let's get to obviously the dominant figure and that is no matter what tournament he plays in just when he walks out on onto the course tiger woods uh at the end of last season when he won the tour championship at the end he was playing some terrific golf but he also played a lot of golf in a short period of time too which he had not done where is his game in your opinion right now and how does he assess his game
3: well, you know, I thought his his swing looks really good this year. I, I think it's really under control. Um, the problem's been um, that you know, he doesn't putt the same way that he used to putt. And, and we tend to forget that... We think of Tiger as a power player, but when Tagger was the full Tiger, uh, he had the greatest short game we've ever seen. Uh, he could make an up and down from anywhere, and he could attack pins aggressively because he knew if he missed the green and short-sighted himself, he'd make par. i, I never seen any great golfer make as many 12-foot par putts as Tagger Wood did at this peak. He would just always save it. And those putts aren't going in with the same regularity. Um, I thought by the end of last year, by the, by the Ryder Cup, uh, uh uh, he was exhausted. He was tired. He played a lot of golf last year, more golf than he's pretty much played. I mean, forget about the operation. He wasn't playing that many tournaments back in his heyday. So wow. I-, I thought he got tired. But, look, the truth is no 43-year-old ever becomes 23 years old again. It just you know, doesn't happen in any sport, and, and that's the reality he's got to deal with. Um, I do feel that somewhere Tiger's going to have – a magical week for us. Um, he's going to do something that really is, is a heart stopping week. I think he's got one more of those runs in him. I, I don't know where it will be. I tend to think that his best chance of winning a major is probably more of a British Open uh, because of how long they've made this golf course. But he has won here four times. It's been a long time. It's been, a, it's been uh, what, 14 years since 14. he won here? But he's, yeah. but he's won here four
1: times. Of the young players, That younger group that has been making things interesting, who has the the greatest potential, in your opinion, to get the breakthrough on this course?
3: Well, you know, um, I I liked uh, two of the Europeans, Tommy Fleetwood and John Rahm, a lot. Um, Among the Americans, Xander Schauffele, I I think, is a very, very good player. Um, You know, a, a guy who could complete the career Grand Slam here, Rory McIlroy absolutely baffles me because I think that when he's got his A game, he's the best player in the world, but he doesn't seem to play very well uh, when he has less in his A game, and and great players learn how to do that. Tiger won with less in his A game a lot. Um, But uh, um, you'd be curious to see, where does Jordan speed? you know, I mean, uh, how did that putter all of a sudden get cold for him? Um, uh, We thought, Justin, you know, you look at McIlroy, speed. Justin Thomas, um, they should all make us appreciate Tiger Woods even more, because you know uh, we I, kept I, saying this yep. guy's the next Tiger, this guy's the next Tiger. You know, the next Tiger may be a generation away. Um, it was, yeah. it was a generation from Hogan to Nicholas. It was a generation from Nicholas to Woods. So, um, uh, um, when we see these other players out there who are really good, not doing what Tiger did, we should we should not diminish them. We should elevate Tiger.
1: Absolutely agree with that. That's a great point. Uh, Ricky Fowler doesn't have the major yet. He has a player's under his belt. But does Ricky Fowler's game fit this course?
3: Well, you know, the best uh, closing round, Ricky's been a great 54 hole player in majors. And I think it was in 2014, he finished in the top five in all four majors. Uh, He has not figured out the Sunday thing yet. But last year here, he shot 65 on Sunday, uh, birdied the last hole, kept the pressure on Patrick Reed, uh, finished within a stroke of him. That's the best final round Ricky's ever had in in a major. Uh, And uh, I'm hoping that that's a springboard for him. I think this course suits him because he does putt well. And this is this you you need to putt well to get around here. Uh, I, I think for Ricky, it, it's it's a lot of uh, that five inches between his ears, and and can he keep that together? Uh, he would be a really good good win for golf because Ricky does everything well. He's he's great with the fans. He's great with the media. He's great with the sponsors. He just needs to win more. And and if he does, he becomes a really valuable marketing tool for pro
2: golf.
1: A, Ron, are you surprised that Dustin Johnson hasn't won here yet? And B, the other one's about Brooks Kepka. He won the U.S. Open in the PGA last year, but he could not play Augusta National last year because I think he had a wrist injury last year. How do you view their chances this weekend?
3: there are two people who should do well on this golf course because uh, uh, they hit the ball long, they hit the ball high. And, you know, a guy named Nicholas hit the ball long and high and did pretty well on this course. It's, it's, yep. it's that kind of golf course. It's one of the reasons I like, I like John Rahm. Um, Dustin, um, you know, when he took that Six month break from golf uh, a few years ago he came back with a, uh, i thought a renewed focus on on wanting to to play top level golf. He also worked very hard on his short game and he 's a much better from one hundred yards in than he used to be that 's important uh, on this golf course. You look at them and you would think for both Kepka and Johnson, this should be a kind of golf course uh, that fits them but uh, part of the devilish nature of Augusta is, is like I said, it's a scorable course. But, boy, you can get into your head so easily because you don't have to miss by very much when you're ch- at your targets, and the course can just uh, kick you around pretty good.
1: I always love when they say, let's have predictions. Well, predictions you and I both know are best <laughs> guess. <laughs> so best guess, yeah. who are we looking at on Sunday If in, in uh, the Ron Syrock Crystal Bowl?
3: Well, you know, um, the three guys that I mentioned right at the, at the top, Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm, Xander yeah. Schauffele are, are three yeah. people I like. It, 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 as I said, if Rory has his A game, particularly with the driver, he's always, always, always a force everybody else i'm just enormously curious about i'm curious about justin thomas i'm curious about jordan speed i'm very very curious about tiger woods uh, i have a feeling that we're going to have a real um um shootout on sunday i have a feeling that we're going to come into that back nine with several players maybe three, four, five players with a chance to win
1: finally i know he's 48 but he did win at pebble this year Does does Mickelson have an opportunity to figure?
3: Phil's Phil Phil's always got an opportunity to figure. You know, (laughs) know, if Phil missed the cut, I wouldn't be surprised. If Phil if Phil won the tournament, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Um, There's only two things that motivate, and I I talked with Mickelson about this. Full boy five six years ago, he says, you know, I have trouble. Maintaining my concentration and focus for four straight days, 72 holes. And I think that's an aspect of pro golf that people don't really give enough credit to. It is hard to do it four days in a row. But two things get Mickelson's attention: winning major championships. He's got five. You get the six. That ties you with Faldo and Lee Trevino. You get the seven. That's a golden level that's got Arnold Palmer, Sam Snead, Gene Sarazen, Bobby Jones, uh, uh, Harry Barden. So winning majors and beating Tiger Woods are the two things that motivate Phil <laughs> Mickelson. So uh, you know he, he'll he'll be he'll be trying his uh, his best this week.
1: Ron, an absolute pleasure. Can't thank you enough for being with us and uh, great respect for the work you've done over all these years. Enjoy your 30th Masters.
3: Thanks for having me on and uh, look forward to talking to you again down
1: the road. All right. Ron Syrak joining us. GlobalGolfPost.com and also a Golf tra- uh, Channel contributor joining us from Augusta National. We'll come back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors the suit tickles the ivory that was from this morning at the staff meeting such a delicate touch on the piano don't you think
0: inspired by Kenny Loggins third cousin
1: and Mark Lawrence saying hello
0: friends Maybe we'll yeah, catch a C- maybe we'll catch a CBS broadcast someday where Jim Nance leads off with "Hey, buddy!" instead of "Hello, friends." <laughs> Inspired by Mark hey, Lawrence. Bu- Inspired hey, by Mark buddy? Lawrence. Yeah. Hey, hey buddy. buddy.
1: <laughs>
0: oh boy!
3: <laughs>
1: Another reason to live. <laughs> I was running out of them.
0: <laughs> New flavor of Jim Nance wine. The hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. But a glass of wine. Hey, yeah.
1: Now, now, what is he? Uh, he he's deeply
0: invested in Vineyard Vines. Does that sound right? Not sure the name of the brand, but he's definitely in definitely into the wine for sure. I think it's Vineyard Vines. I think. So, you are correct. Vineyard Vines.
1: Right now, John Rahm is playing 13 with a two-shot lead. Second shot into the par five over Rays Creek. Let's go to Ian Baker Finch. Sorry, Ian's not there right now. We're with Sir Nick Faldo.
0: (laughs) Also has a Vineyard Vines full clothing line as well. Yeah, I know he does. Quarter zips, that's right.
1: Yeah, he does, and in fact, they—you'll see in the bottom of the screen at the end—they'll uh, do apparel buy. So,
0: I thought I saw that on one of the uh, closing CBS broadcasts, but I didn't catch it fast enough to. Yeah. VineyardVines.com.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Very nice. Portion of his proceeds go to the Nance, uh, the Nance National uh, Alzheimer's Center.
1: You know what? That's. Um... <sighs> It's something. Uh, it's been a while since I talked to him, but um, you know, even though he's he's uh, he's been around, but he has so many people around. If you can never talk to him, really, but I've always been grateful to him because, obviously, you know, I think uh, I've mentioned enough times that uh, I lost my father to Alzheimer's, and uh, you know, it's <sighs> the bottom line is with that, it's like losing someone twice. And he went through that with his father, and he's done something with it. And I give uh, Jim a lot of credit for that. He is throwing his heart and soul into it. And I remember with Peter Roosterhouse, who used to be on 17 for CBS, well, unfortunately, he now has Alzheimer's. So, very, very, very tough. Mike Porman, next half hour. It's going to be a fun event coming up Friday here at Penn State. That will take place in the Hub at 4.30. Alan Robinson of the Chicago Bears, Adrian Amos from the Green Bay Packers, and Donovan Smith from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The event is free. And It will take place on the Hub Friday at 4.30. We'll talk to Mike about the event and what his goals are with the event. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070, WKOK.